Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Yoga Hacks podcast, where we make yoga so much more than something we just do on a mat, but really integrate it into our daily lives so we can show up as our best self for our loved ones and our families. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about all the things, the social media and all the press that's going on with Asina O'Neill. And if you (laughs) haven't heard about it, that's fine. Maybe you have seen stuff about it in the news or again on social media, but I'll do the recap for you in 20 seconds. Basically, Asina O'Neill is a 19-year-old girl, 18, 19-year-old girl who is sort of a social media celebrity. I guess she's a model and she has a hundred or 200,000 YouTube subscribers and over 500,000 followers on Instagram. So really a big social media powerhouse and she posts photos of just her daily life. Of course, she's very beautiful. She's a model. She's from Australia. And what is noteworthy about this is that recently, uh, just a couple days ago, uh, I'm recording this a little bit before Thanksgiving, so basically in late November 20. Uh, what year is it? 20, 2015. So late November 2015, she deleted her Instagram account and she posted a pretty controversial video in which she said social media ruined her life and she didn't want to do any more YouTube videos, any more Instagram. Again, she deleted her whole Instagram account, which had thousands and thousands and thousands of photos on it. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was, it sparked a big conversation about her point in her video, which you can watch if you want. I think it has over a million views and I definitely watched it. But what she says in a nutshell is basically that she was addicted to social media, that every time she posted something, it was, you know, all about how many likes, how many shares she could get and that she was really addicted to the, that number to the metrics and that she was miserable, that she was absolutely miserable, that she's never been as unhappy as she has been the past couple years that her sort of social fame has really blown up and that she wants to live a social media free life. And that was why she was deleting everything. And this, this resonated with me on a variety of levels because I was reading the YouTube comments and obviously I love YouTube. It's my primary platform where I teach yoga and I love connecting with other YouTubers. I've been to YouTube headquarters. I mean, I I just, I think YouTube's a great platform. So, you know, to hear her denounce it and all social media was, you know, interesting for me, but (laughs) I had mixed feelings. But one of the things she, that I saw in the comments of her video was that there were some other big YouTubers who said, um, there was one guy in particular, and I guess he teaches English as a second language on YouTube. And he was saying, you know, that when he, he doesn't have the feeling she does at all, um, because, you know, he really feels like he's helping the people he connects with on YouTube, you know, he's helping them learn English, while I think she was mainly just sort of showing them her daily life and stuff she was wearing and promoting different products. Um, So that sort of resonated with me too, because, you know, a lot of the joy I think I get from sharing on YouTube or any social media isn't so much about the metrics, although any, any person who, you know, posts on YouTube as much as I do is cares about their metrics, obviously, but 
it's really about teaching and there's this whole other element to it where it's really meaningful to me even if um you know regardless of what the numbers are or say it's about it's about teaching it's about a platform for my teaching and connecting with people and talking about yoga because obviously that's my main thing that I love in life is talking about yoga (laughs) and it was a big wake-up call for me too about like why do I do this why do I have my channel why do I share my classes and post them on Facebook and post them on all kinds of social media because the reality is I don't really like social media that much I like YouTube but I don't love um I love our private Facebook group so you know that if you're a member of it but you know I don't like pinning and sharing you know it's a lot of work to do all of that but in the end I think it comes down for me that it's really really worth it because I want to be able to teach and impact more people and just share the learnings of yoga and similar to this guy who commented who has who teaches English as a second language I think there's this layer of meaning for us behind the the social media and the YouTube stuff we're doing that maybe this Asina O'Neill didn't have and one thing she also talked about a lot is before she deleted her Instagram account she, she commented on a lot of the pictures and said it ta- you know it took 800 or take took eight hours to get this one Instagram shot and I was paid to you know wear this dress and I was paid to wear this necklace and this much and she just kind of went behind the scenes of what was really going on in her Instagram account uh, particularly where everything was maybe paid or sponsored and she didn't even like the products that she was being paid to promote or sponsor and you know it was just um, I think eye-opening for a lot of people to see that you know she was promoting products she didn't even believe in how much she was getting paid you know is this right is this fair so this really hit home for me because I want to work with more brands I love reviewing yoga products I always want more yoga clothes to make the videos more colorful and more pretty and especially when she was saying things like, you know, it took six hours to get this one, you know, it's a beautiful picture of her on the beach or something. And she was saying, I was actually miserable this day. Getting this one photo took several hours. It was awful. You know, I hate everything I'm wearing, you know, like just all this stuff. Um, it, it just reminded me how much there is this pressure with social media to really look great and show up, um, just looking fabulous. I mean, there was a lot of it that hit home for me where I felt, you know, of course, in my videos, I try to look nice. And it's because because I like things to be beautiful and I want the videos to be professional and high quality and have good audio and good visual and good lighting. So people want to, to watch them. But there's so much, like how much more content could I maybe create if I you know, just film stuff on my iPhone with bad lighting without any makeup on, maybe I could produce way more content. And is that worth it? You know, there is definitely this, this vanity element and how does that play into things? So anyway, her, her video definitely was thought provoking for me and you definitely don't have to watch it because I think it's 20 minutes or something, but these are basically the, the hot button topics that she talked about in the video And you'll notice my recent podcasts here, they don't have my fancy intro and outro with music um, that I had in the prior podcasts because 
I think I was just doing that because I felt like, oh, podcasts have to be super professional and have like the snazzy intro music and snazzy outro music, you know, because that's the way it's done on social media. And the reality is like when I listen to other podcasts, I don't care about that music at all. I'd so much rather the person just speak from their heart and tell me what it is they're, they're passionate about or what the, what the point of their podcast is. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not yet at the level where I'm just like, I'm going to film a lot of videos wearing no makeup and film them with my iPhone in my messy living room. But uh, I still want my videos to look nice. (laughs) But, you know, for little things like the podcast thing, I was like, you know what, this isn't important to me at all. I just want to share my message. And I don't want to feel pressured by social media to, you know, have it be all fancy and professional. Same thing with a lot of my Instagram photos. I don't post photos of me doing crazy poses like a lot of other people, yogis on Instagram do just because, I mean, I like those photos. They just, they don't really inspire me. And that's not really what I want my message to be about, like just looking pretty in a pose. And sometimes they write stuff under those photos that is inspiring. And I definitely like those photos and I'm not judging people who do 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 those photos, but, um, I think there, there is just this subtle pressure for all of us, like even if you don't have a YouTube channel, even if you just have a personal Instagram account, to just make everything look really polished and really perfect. And I love that Asina O'Neill, a lot of people think maybe she's doing this as some huge PR stunt, but uh, assuming that's not true, I really loved how she sort of is just shining the light on how, and these were her words, just how absolutely fake every single thing was that she posted. There was just nothing real about it and that she didn't have a real life and she just lived for social media. And in terms of getting addicted to metrics or getting addicted to Facebook, again, even if you're not a celebrity like she was, I, it's, it happens even to me where I, you know, you're just bored and you're like, oh, let's go on Facebook or let's, you know, see how many people liked my post or, you know, whatever. And it's like being addicted to a video game. I really think of it like social media, like one massive multiplayer video game, like World of Warcraft or something. And you can just get addicted to it, like the number of likes and the number of shares and that kind of thing. And that's why I think it's just so important. And the reminder and the biggest reminder is for me, I'm reminding myself and great if I can remind you too, but just to be authentic and just really be from your heart when you're posting anything and be posting it because you want to be, not because you think it will get shared the most or liked the most or, you know, you're not doing it with an agenda. And to tie this back into hopefully something a little bit more concrete and a little bit more yogic and more of like a life hack, which is the purpose of this podcast, yoga hacks, right? Something that you can actually implement is that, I noticed if I let myself do what I want to do during the day, meaning that I don't force myself to work, I don't really crack the whip and like make myself hit my to-do list, that when I do do my to-do list, I can sit back and enjoy it so, so much more. And I had a bunch of articles that I was writing for yoga company product reviews um, and it felt like work. It was like, oh, these things are on my to-do list. But when I let myself have like a full fun day, I worked out, I ate, I did yoga, I spent time with my husband. By the time I sat down to do that work, I felt great. 
And I realized that I was getting paid to write these articles, um, not paid to, to review them, but paid to, you know, talk about the differences between like this kind of strap and that kind of strap type of thing. And, um, I was like, if I had been told a couple years ago that I would get paid to write something like this, I would be so excited because I'm so naturally interested in it. And it's the kind of thing that I would write about anyway. And in fact, that's how this company found me. They found like blog posts I wrote years ago about the different kinds of yoga blocks, like stuff I just like to nerd out on for fun. And they were like, Hey, we love how you analyze, you know, all these different types of yoga products. Can, you know, can we get you to write some stuff for us? And because I had framed it as work and part of like the work that I have to do for social media, it it like put this damper on it and it felt like something on my to-do list. But when I let myself just have fun first and then sat down to do the work, it was almost like I had to remind myself again, like, no, I actually really enjoy this. Like if I had nothing else to do today, if they hadn't asked me to write this and I didn't know I had to do it on deadline, like I would happily do it anyway for free because I enjoy it. So my point here is there may be little things that you're doing in your life that you're not really appreciating, like that you really love them and that you do them anyway, even if you didn't have to, and that you can enjoy them so much more when you remind yourself of that. Anyway, I have no idea if any of this is making sense, so you guys will have to let me know in the comments below. But the point I'm trying to make is that you want to be in a state and I want to be in a state where you're doing things authentically and you do them even if you weren't paid to do them and even if you weren't excited about the number of likes and comments you were going to get on doing them. You're just doing them because you're naturally passionate about it and it's easy to forget that sometimes, especially if you end up combining a career and something you love like I'm trying to do and I'm sure like many of you are trying to do because all of a sudden the lines get blurry right the lines can get blurry like I might want to make a certain type of video but I feel like pressured because I think I'll get more likes or metrics to make this other kind of video um or you know that's the example with the article and then I had to remind myself like I would write this article anyway even if I weren't getting paid if I like had had a great day already and felt fulfilled like I got to exercise, I got to take care of myself, I got to do the things that I really cared about, I would happily do this in a heartbeat for free. And But because I was being paid to do it and because I knew it was due soon, it felt like work. But the reality was it, it wasn't work. And the whole Asina O'Neill thing has been just a huge reminder to me or a big sort of, not a reminder, more of helped me try to figure out and refocus why I do social media like I do. Like, why do I post on YouTube? Why do I have this podcast? Why do I share my stuff? And the answer I really have is because I love talking about yoga (laughs) and I love teaching yoga and I would do it even if I weren't paid to do it because I just, I love talking about yoga. I don't really, I can't really explain it. I, I just really like it. And that's why I love our private Facebook group. Join if you haven't already. (laughs) And why I'm so excited about hosting the upcoming retreats that I'm doing. Check that out if you haven't already. I'm going to Italy with a group in June and I'd love to have you there. But um, I could just nerd out on this stuff all day. And it's that just very pure passion for it and my passion for teaching 
which is why I do the social media I do. And when it feels forced, you know, that's going to be, that's a moment for me to remind myself. And again, for anyone who doesn't have a business on social media, I don't know how many people do these days, but even if you don't, you know, this applies to, to your whole life, right? Just show up, be authentic, do things in a way that you'd do it if you didn't have an agenda. And hopefully that true light will shine through and get you to the places that you need to go. All right. So that is enough for this podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you're still listening and deeply from my heart to yours, namaste.